Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 205 on KMLX on a Friday. DGS wrapping up the week here. Not quite yet. We got three more hours, but they fly by. That first hour went by super fast. I know this one will go by fast as well. Sue Thomas in for Sue at 2. Hello, Sue. Hi there, Kevin. Should tell remind everybody, uh, Dave is out because he's doing Parents Weekend at KU. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. I never, I know we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I, I never really liked Parents Weekend from the side of being the student. Uh, yeah. Why? Just, because they're all the old people around campus bugging us. <laughs> I swear hmm. you are 10. No, that's what, that, that's what I felt like when I was 18. <laughs> 19 years old, I was just like, every, and, and all of us thought the same thing. We were all like, oh, great. All of everybody's moms and dads are on campus. Well, didn't your parents come? Wasn't that nice? I mean, I'm glad they visited. Okay. There was a reason I went to Miami when we lived in Michigan. <laughs> I didn't need dissing his parents. I didn't need a visit. He's after. always dissing his parents. Oh, I love him so much. That's why I do it. You are constantly like you're like you're like I love my parents. They're the they best. are. Uh, I got away from them as fast as I possibly could. Both of those never things, went back. Both of those things are true. <laughs> both of those they are the best. But when you're 18, aren't you done? Nine, I mean, I'll ask all of you guys. When you were 18 years old, regardless of whether you went to college or not, at 18, 19, weren't you just done? With that whole being being parented. Not that you didn't need more of it, but in your own mind, weren't you just done? I mean, I thought I knew better than my parents did, but I was dumb. Yeah, so. no, I, right there with you. I'm, right not, I'm not defending <laughs> right the intelligence. I'm not trying to say that my take was a good one at 18 <laughs> or 19. I'm just saying what my mindset was at 18 or 19. I'm yeah. the wrong person to ask. I lived at home through community college and I have never actually lived further than oh I don't know. What would you say Rachel? 6 minutes away from <laughs> but where, where my parents <laughs> but currently hey, live. But thank th- goodness they haven't moved to the gated community. But the, but the, que- <laughs> yeah, the question the question at hand Andrew is what what was the mindset of 18-year-old Andrew were you done hearing from mom and dad all the time? Me- um, mentally, not for real and not because that's the way it should have been, but mentally were you like all right, guys, I've had enough for 18 years. One of them. 
which oh, they dear. shall remain nameless. They shall remain nameless. It's up to them to guess which is which. One of them, and they will be able to guess which is which. One of them I'm very, very, very similar to. And the other one I'm not all that similar to at all. And the one that I'm very, very similar to, I was like, all right, you don't know nothing. I've had enough of you. Uh, even though uh, uh, she's the, well, that that one is the one that knows. <laughs> He's always doxing himself. No, I don't know. No, look, no my, mom, my mom and I are very similar people. And she knows me better than any other he. I mean, it's scary how much she knows me because she'll like not really bring that to the forefront, yeah. and then she'll just like very easily be able to get in my head about something. I can identify with this thing because, like, look, like I never ever clashed with my mom ever. It was mm-hmm. always smooth sailing, everything good. Because my mom's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. She knew how to handle me because personality wise, I'm like my dad. I'm loud, like yeah. to argue. We fight, and we butted heads because we're both stubborn idiots. And yeah. she had figured out through him how to handle you. <laughs> yes, exactly right. That's uh-huh. exactly right. So I get where Andrew's coming yeah, from Yeah, basically on that. the opposite here. Yeah. Like, my mom and I are very similar. My dad and I are, I mean, me and my dad get along really well. We always have. Yeah. But we're, we're, not, we're not the same people in the way that my mom and I are. So I was definitely like, you know, I can hear more from dad, but I'm, yeah. 18- mom doesn't know anything when in reality she knew. 18-year-old Sue Thomas. Were you, were you Sue done Thomas. hearing from mom and dad on everything, every day, all the time? Well, but I was just thinking today, actually, that I would like to have my mother back to redo. Um, you know, I, I would like to appreciate and love her properly. Yeah. That's really sweet. So That's sweet. a great thought. And, and uh, it, it's a, it's a, well, mm, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a, so yeah, I, I guess that uh, I, I really wish that I would have been better uh, from really that age on or even younger yeah you know i think about that a lot i was a uh, not a very nice teen to i think anybody i, I think I, any of my friends would tell you i was kind of a little piece of garbage in in uh high school and even mostly some college and uh i can i can like draw specific times that my parents were just trying to be like nice and i like totally yeah threw it back in their face and i feel guilty about that i feel like you know it's like come on and i think i think most teenagers are like that but it's. I just think about how like unnecessary it was for me to have been such a little yeah. rat about. I think life. you know. I started off. This is all haha joking, but I think that was kind of my point. Is that we're all little jerks. Yeah. You know. I mean. I think all of us are little jerks, and to varying degrees. Like, I give my kid a lot of credit. My kid was never really a big jerk. You know. I mean, normal teenage kind of like pushback, but never a big jerk. So, like, my kid was a better teenager than I was. I'm pretty sure my wife was a better teenager than I was. My brother was probably similar to me. I don't. My sister's so much younger than me. I, I think she was probably similar to us though, because our family has that same. We're all kind of, you know, when we're teenagers, we're kind of jerks. Uh, but I, I think like that's how most teenagers are. Well, here's the good news: you both uh, can now be make up for it. Yeah, and and do things properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, I mean, working on it there on on my end. There's like, we're all buddies, like the whole family's buddies. Like we all went through all of those head butts and, you know, arguments and all that stuff. But by the time everybody was, I don't know, out of college, all of that was done. Actually, you know, and it's, it's such an interesting dynamic too, because, you know, you hear tips about, and I know this is a big, I don't know if you guys get these or not, Rach and Andrew. Uh, so you're not on TikTok, are you? No. Nope. But like, I see those things too. I see these p- parenting tips or how to help. And like, I think the part of the problem with doing all of that is every kid is so different. 
Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, there, there are, they, they, and they can have the same. My example: my brother and I are raised by the same parents, three years apart. We are very different, like very different. Even as kids, very different personalities, very different um, in terms of what boundaries we wanted to push or what kind of things we were willing to, to you know, put, you know, quote unquote, put up with. You know, every kid's got their own thing, and that's the same parents within the same little window. That's an interesting concept. Do you parent uh, different kids in different ways, or is it just a one-shot deal? This is how we parent. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to answer because I only had one kid. Yeah. So I don't have the, like, I, I only have it from the other side of being the kid. Right. As, you know, with my brother. Did you guys, was it the same, Rach? Were you and your brother different? Um, or are you guys similar? I would say we're similar, but then I think there is differences, too, when you're raising a boy and a girl mm-hmm. that you just yeah. naturally kind of parent differently. So, like, certain rules I had he didn't have, which at the time uh, incensed me, but now, like, I understand more, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that my parents had stricter rules for my little sister than for me and my brother. Now, uh-huh. granted... She, I don't know that she was fully aware of the difference because I was 18 when she was born. Oh. So by the time she was in high school, I, I was 30 plus years old. You know, like, like it, what, she didn't see it. Right. She didn't see right. what my brother and I got treatment wise versus what she got. But I know that they were different about it. What were mm-hmm. they different about? Just how more, late more she protective. could be out trying more to protective. keep her alive? Probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. in general, more protective. I mean, whether it was shielding from, you know. I'm, I, I think they probably shielded her more from things, even like TV and movies, than we mm-hmm. got shielded. Mm. Uh, but yes, definitely curfews and you know how long you can stay out. And and when she, but again, the world had changed too in the sense that she had a cell phone. Oh, you know, yeah. like that didn't exist when I was in high school. You didn't, you know, you didn't have to call and check in or text and say this is where. Or they couldn't look. And see where you're sharing Track your location you and yeah. see yeah. where you were. Yeah. So maybe some of it was just the timing of that too. Um, I don't know, but I know that I don't. I I didn't have the ability to decide whether I would do it differently, but I think I probably would have, not out of malice, but just because just out of fear. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. yeah, trying to keep her alive and unharmed yeah. and unharmed and yeah, and even unscarred. You know, mm-hmm. like it's and it's it's there. Everybody Unscarred has that. is actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't probably. No. I mean, um, we did all right, but I didn't have a separate standard. Like, I don't know how much different I would have been if I had a son, too. And I wonder how much it matters if one comes before the other. Would I be more protective of a son if he came after the daughter? And I had already established this as my standard and maybe I just keep it that way. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I I would. Uh, I think that it's good to tell people. I feel like in my generation, which would be Dave's, parents did not talk to you as much about what could happen. You know, uh, maybe you should not trust everybody. Maybe you should uh, be wary of this. Or, or if this happens, then you come and tell us. Right. But that never really happened. And uh, I think that's an important discussion to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... No matter what, and this is kind of circling back to that idea that kids are jerks to a degree. And I say that in air quotes, like not real jerks, but you're a teenager, you're going to be a little bit off. I mean, mm. just kind of because you're figuring things out. You don't get it. When you're older, you get it. When you're a teenager, you don't get it on the bigger picture things. But you also don't get that because you have that whole immortality thing. 
right? Like, I'm not going to crash my car. I'm not. Right. Gonna, I'm not going to be the one that that happens to because nothing, you know, nothing like that had happened to you yet, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Rachel. What were the differences that between you and your brother? The rules. Uh, he, he, they were not like as strict with like curfews okay. and what he was doing and stuff. But as an adult, I understand that more now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was like, this is so dumb. David gets to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I will say it's, it's funny how, I mean, every one of us probably had that many, 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 many times where your parents said, wait till you have a kid or wait till you're an adult or wait till you're writing the check or wait till you get to pay the bills. And I think even though it's cliche, that was all on the money. <laughs> because, of course. Because every yes. time in my life when it became, hey, guess what? Wait till you get to pay the bills. Uh, and I started doing that when I was a young adult. I'm like, damn it. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Friday on DGS. Dave out. Back on Monday. Rachel, Andrew Wheeler. And doing our suet to, I was going to say segment, but it's four segments. Doing our hour with Sue <laughs> Thomas. Uh, let us do some fun facts. Yeah, I've got some fun facts for you here. More than three out of four Gen Zers and millennials have admitted to burning food while cooking because they won't put down their phones. Are you serious? Seventy-five <laughs> percent of Gen Zs and millennials. I will say. So let me say. Uh, let me understand this. There is something in front of you burning well, on the stove, listen. and you will not put down your phone. Okay. Now. Now. Well. Okay. So sometimes. There's yeah, maybe no something. Maybe something pretty defensive about. Right. Maybe something's <laughs> boiling over, right? And it's getting on the, the and you don't really you can't see it, right? Because you have to see it because you're looking at your phone. Your phone. Your yeah, yeah. And the phone's like in between you and the in the pan, and then like it gets in the and, and maybe there was some grease that you spilled in the burner and you hadn't cleaned it up yet, so maybe like a big fire kind of <laughs> explodes. <laughs> That happened to me not that all that long ago. There was a big fireball. Uh, wait, wait, uh, grease fire. Uh, let yes. me understand this. Uh-huh, yes. You didn't clean up the grease for the last time you were looking at your phone and cooking. Yes. And then when you but, were boiling water, you were still looking at your phone. But, and you didn't notice that it boiled over and created a fireball. In my defense on the grease also. I didn't realize how much of it was down there. I thought it was just a little bit. I thought it was just like you a sound l- drunk right now. A little, a little drippy drop. I'm fighting real hard to defend the big fireball that I created. Has that, has that ever happened to you, Rachel? In my no. kitchen, I'm mean, making a very not, simple dish. You're not Gen Z, but has that I'm ever happened? I'm a millennial. Yeah. Uh, but I, not to high road Andrew here, but I don't like to look at my phone while I cook. To me, like cooking is kind of like a zen or like Ta-da! a, like my hands are in the soil. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm doing something tactile. So it's like a grounding, mindful yes. activity. Yeah. As it should be. I'm not that thoughtful about it. I just like food and I want it to taste good. Mm-hmm. So I don't right. want to burn it. I don't want to overcook it. I don't want to dry it out. I don't want any of it. I want it to be good. good. Yeah, a okay, whole fine. room full of chefs. <laughs> <laughs> whole room full it, of chefs no. without ADHD. Listen, good for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A study has found that only 33% of young adults, that's those Gen Zers and millennials again, achieve complete independence in their late teens or early 20s. What does that mean? So I guess that means like not relying on mom and dad for rent or phone or food or anything. They're totally separate adults in their late teens or early 20s. I think that's pretty normal. I was going to say that sounds pretty good. Yeah. 
I feel kind of bad if you're a teenager and you've achieved complete independence. Yeah. That yeah. seems yeah, like those are some tough times. Yeah, I would even, agree. A little even, more problematic. Even 18, 19, like say you're in college. I mean, if you're doing everything yourself or even if That's you're not in college, if you're working, mm-hmm. I still need a little help. Mm-hmm. We've got info on the world's largest toothpaste collection. Oh, what? Oh, good to know. I've been waiting for this. Well, these are some fun facts, people. Nice. Uh, The collection includes 2,037 toothpaste tubes (laughs) and different flavors like whiskey, wasabi, and chocolate-flavored toothpaste. Would you guys try a flavored toothpaste? And if so, what flavor would you choose? Outside of the normal, like, minty minty flavors. Well, it's not wasabi. (laughs) I think that might actually be an okay... You think it'd be super hot, though? Don't wouldn't you think? I kind of want a little bit of a burn, though, because the mint... Uh, makes you feel a like it. Bit of, yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. it's cleaning. I would Question. try the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you go. I'd try the whiskey, like a smoky whiskey. Okay, to brush your teeth? Yeah, you have choices? Question. Does toothpaste go bad? I assume that it does. No? I mean, if no you... Huh. All I'm right. Not Hold sure. on. Let me go in on that. <laughs> what, what were the other choices? Whiskey, wasabi, and chocolate. Nope, none of those. But Stick I like them with so, so when I'm when I'm at the uh, dentist and they do the whole you know the teeth cleaning thing, mm-hmm. they like what flavor? I usually go with the fruity ones. Yeah, I like. So cherry. I'd probably do something yeah. like cherry. Yeah, for yeah. That. Okay. Like, oh, I would do that. Anything right. fruity flavor would be good for toothpaste. I would think. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we done that? that? Yeah, I don't know. Is it just because people are like, I expect it to be minty? Probably. Maybe oh. Smart Mouth could get on some cherry flavored whitening think, toothpaste. Good breath, right? You usually think something like fresh, like minty, something light, yeah. something kind of wispy, mm-hmm. something airy. Cherry is kind of <laughs> yeah, wispy. Ch- Cherry's kind of aggro, I think, just in that it's like, you know, it'd be like a real, I don't think, right. like sweet. We have, a, we have an answer to your question, Sue. Oh, we do? Yep. Here you go. This is from uh, a dental, uh, this is from a dentist's office. Oh, thank you. In Charlotte, North Carolina, but it's the first thing that popped up. It says, you might not realize it, but toothpaste does have an expiration date. Oh, interesting. It is not a non-perishable thing. Uh, two years from the manufacture date okay, is what they say. Years. I did one time. You know how you'll, you'll buy stuff in advance or you'll have more toothpaste than you need. And I tried uh, an older tube one time, and it was it wasn't... It didn't taste bad, but it was slightly gritty. Like the te- texture mm. wasn't quite yeah. right. Mm. It was breaking down. Yeah. yeah. So I, it was like that. We did the story about the prescription medicines or just medicines in general that they don't actually expire when the expiration date says. Well, they say that, that about a lot of stuff. Yeah, that they're mostly still effective. They found a cache of them from the late 60s in the early 2000s, and they were all still good and effective and safe. Um, but. Probably the same with toothpaste is that it's not going to necessarily make you sick. It's just it weird. just won't work as well mm-hmm. or maybe not taste as good. Do you guys remember the NFT craze that was happening <laughs> uh, about a year ago this yeah, time? I remember saying it was stupid. A study examined more than 73,000 NFT collections and found that 95% of them may now be completely worthless. I am Duh. shocked. Duh. I am so shocked that something that could be copied and pasted on the internet Thank would you. end up being you worthless. Why did people fall for this? I do not know. I don't know. know. And it was so hard to uh, understand or explain what an NFT even was. I remember yeah. trying to have Andrew explain that to me uh, years ago, and it was still, I still just stared at him. Like, what? Yeah. I can download? What? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. extremely confusing, and I'll be totally honest with you guys, as a as a fan of the occasional get rich quick scheme, I am very glad that I did not have Ooh. like twenty five grand to waste on one of these things Ugh. in the hopes of 
getting rich quick because I, I would have definitely done it. It's just it, like at the root of it, like when you just think about the premise, okay, there's an the artist's creation. That's awesome. I mean, you're going to see art yes. on vacation. Like art is great, and it's it's great and unique because really only one person has an original. Right. But on a digital copy of something, if you post it on Twitter to show anybody, now the whole world has it. I, t- and it's the same as what you have. How could it hold any value? Makes no sense. Friday on DGS. Sue Thomas in with us for the 2 o'clock hour. Thanks for having Known me. Known as Sue at 2. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. Rhymes. It rhymes. I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. It's like a little um, poem. <laughs> I feel like talking about food. Okay. Mm. I saw the story that you had, Rach, about... Um, McDonald's? No. Uh, oh, the uh, social media impact. No, no. It was, oh. it was TikTok impact on restaurants. Yeah, so TikTok is making a lot of restaurants all over the country just kind of blow up with popularity. A popular influencer will go to a restaurant, make it look really great on screen, and then everyone wants to mob the place and get their own videos because that's the way things work in 2023. (laughs) Um, But it's gotten so intense in some areas that restaurants are hiring bouncers and security to, like, keep people from... You know, filming other people's plates and being uh, disruptive and just generally causing a an unsafe or unruly environment at these restaurants. Oh, yeah, that's not restful. You mean they will actually shoot video of other people's food? Yeah, or like go around like, oh, this is so great. And they're talking into the camera oh, and just wow, causing a scene and making a huge are thing. Are these, I'm trying to think, I'm like, are we talking like, Applebee's type or local bar and grills or like really nice places. I I don't think it's like, you know, like Michelin star. Is that how you say it? Michelin 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 star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's just like mom and pop places that. Like hot local places. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I. Wow. I would love it if it happened at Applebee's, though. If people were like, (laughs) this Applebee's is the best Applebee's out there. (laughs) That would be a great, that would be a great like (laughs) send up. It's mobbed with influencers (laughs) getting video of the boneless uh, buffalo wings. Because, you know, it's, it, that's a fascinating uh, dichotomy because I know that a lot of food influencers really help businesses when they give you a seal of approval. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I don't remember his name, so I feel terrible about it. But there's a, I think we've played a clip of his and talked about one of the stories. But there's one guy who I think is is great with how he does it. He does TikTok reviews of restaurants. He doesn't ask for free food. He goes in and he buys all the th- the key things on oh, the menu that people nice. would want to do. He does it himself. He pays for the food, and then he has it and he and he he eats it on camera and he does a little like, all right, this is good, this is not, whatever. So he's really honest. And that's nice, actually. He found a place that people were saying this place has the best food, but it's almost out of business. Like they can't pay their rent. It's really bad because they just they don't they don't have the marketing. They have great food, but nobody knows about it. So he went there, he ordered all these things off the menu, 200 bucks or whatever, and he's each one of them he's eating like this is the best. Wow. And he said this place is amazing. If you live in Las Vegas, you should be going here. It's awesome. They made so much money in a month that they were covered and the place was like rolling in dough. Nice. And that is really nice. And he, th- and this guy didn't ask for anything from them. He didn't say give me $1000 and I'll do this or I want free food or whatever. Well, that's why you trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly right. Meanwhile, we've seen the ones where what was I forget? It was a long time ago. Rach, we did one where that there was an influencer who was like reaching out to hotels and resorts. Like, um, if you want me, I have all these followers. If you want me to come and stay and give you a review, uh, all it takes is a free trip. 
<laughs> if you let me come stay exactly. at your place for free, I'm like, I, and what I, a life they're living. And the response to her was like, no. <laughs> like, no. Wait a minute. Is this the weekend, Andrew, that you're going to be killed when you go to Peoria? <laughs> it, is, it is two week, two weekends from now. Okay, oh, okay. so two weekends from the now. Countdown begins. <laughs> the countdown begins. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, so uh, that's a great transition. On that note, we should talk about slasher movies. Oh, yeah. I have a list here. <laughs> I have a list here predicting Andrew's future. It's the 15 best slasher movies of all time. So which one of these will be most like Andrew's experience two weeks from now in Peoria? The one in the house. <laughs> so we'll just start at number 10. We won't do all 15. All right. uh, the Burning from 1981. Have you guys seen or heard of this film? You know, I have never watched a I've slasher movie. I'm sure it. you have watched them all, Tim. A lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, I haven't seen that one, though. Number nine is Friday the 13th, the final chapter, starring Corey Feldman. Yeah. 1984. Oh, we have a clip of Corey Feldman if we have time at the end of this. Not, We don't have to do it now. Okay. Um, but if we have time at the end of the top ten, we can play a clip of Corey Feldman from, uh, that was like from this month, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, from we'll, like we'll uh, a yeah. couple days ago. Yeah, all right, good. Um, yes, saw that. Was not one of my favorites, but that is a potential scenario for Andrew's stay in Peoria. Mm. Number eight is Tenebrae. Never heard of this. Never I heard of it. I believe Kevin. it's an Italian film. Yeah, it's heard of it, but never saw it. Yeah. Number seven is 1996's Scream. Yep. That one definitely has Peoria potential. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in it? I'm sure people have in seen Scream. Yeah. Scream. What's the, you know. So the basic premise is there's a killer, a knife murderer, okay. slashes people, kills them. Um, and we don't know who it is, but he wears that ghost face mask. Oh, ew! And it was all basically like teenagers. Like it was a, it, it was. I thought great, great, I great franchise. I thought really Scream good. the original was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The other ones got progressively worse. I think they're all pretty good, but they're all fine. But the first one I thought was legit good. Number six is Child pl- Child's Play from 1988. Mm. I didn't like that one. That's no. Chucky. Is that Chucky? Yeah. Why yeah. doesn't somebody get a baseball bat? Get, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do not understand. I don't it. get why anybody's scared of a doll. I know the doll is possessed by the soul of a murderer. Just hit it with a hammer. It's still yes. a doll. Just tear it apart, burn it, whatever. There is a person driving around this city with a Chucky doll. Stuck out of the uh, sunroof. <laughs> Does and it show I, up on the traffic cameras? <laughs> <laughs> I have encountered this person at Schnooks. They were parked near me, and I thought, oh, oh yeah, it was in October last year. I thought, yeah, this is Halloween. Boy, yeah, yeah. we've really taken this seriously. And then... I saw them in July. Oh, oh wow. They're just a Chucky fan. This is fan. just a Chucky permanent <laughs> fixture. Get the just bat. want to make sure I point this out very clearly. Chucky and I are not related. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. N- number five is Candyman from 1992. That's pretty good. That's old school, but mm-hmm. it's and it's different. It's got a really – and the guy, the I forget his name, but the Tony main Todd. character, he's got the coolest, scariest voice. Yeah. Tony he's Todd's scary, man. That's a good one. His name is Tony Todd. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. It is cute. <laughs> Number four, A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Yeah. Number three, Friday the 13th. Right. So, the, you know, its sequel also made the yeah. list. I was so surprised to learn that Nightmare on Elm Street was not, most people did not consider that it was supposed to be scary, that it was supposed to be more like a goofy, like campy kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it terrified me. I'm still scared. Oh, I, I never it's... thought it was scary, but I was also older when I saw it. I was in high school when I saw it. So, Wait, who is that? Is that the Jason? That's Fre- that's Freddy, no, Freddy, Freddy Krueger oh, with the knives for fingers. Which yeah. one is Jason? Jason is the that's, one with the hockey mask. That's Friday the 13th. Friday, that's Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But I know the other one with a mask is probably coming up. 
Number two, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's another mask, but different kind. 1974. And number one, Halloween, 1978. Michael Myers. Uh, I would submit this to everybody listening. The original Halloween, 1978, is great. The remake that Rob Zombie did was better. What, Andrew, did you see him? Uh, I did not see the Rob Zombie remake. I saw the original and loved it. The newer ones are are not so horrible. The, no. the, the first new one is really great. That came out like maybe, what, four or five years ago? That yeah. one's really great. They And they the other two aren't as good, but the other one's fantastic. The, the reason why the newer one, the one that Rob Zombie made of Halloween, was, to me, was better is that it was more real. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just some crazy magical story, but it was like, this is how a serial killer was made. They showed his home life, which was terrible when he was a little kid and all this stuff. Um, so it was, to me, it was way more scary because of that buildup. Way more creepy because of that buildup than just the other one, the original one. I was going to mm-hmm. ask how what makes them good because I want because I, uh, I have no interest. So they're what, not what? actually good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, not the more blood, the better, but the better story. I mean, I don't. Everyone's uh, view of that is different. Some people is it's the gorier the better. Some people it's uh, just the scary. suspense. Yeah. For me, all horror movies, whether they're slash or not, the fun part is playing along in your head. What would you do? Oh, okay. Like, what would you do if this was happening? That's the more fun part to me. Okay. Did you want to play the Corey Feldman sound? Let's let's do this. We've been sitting on this for a couple of days. Um, I I feel bad for the things that Corey Feldman has gone through in his life. Remind me. So he's he's talked about having been abused as a child actor Uh and all of that. He had a lot of the child actor success and then as an adult, a lot less. I mean, there's been a lot there. I'm not really trying to make fun of him. I guess the point of this is, and it is, he, he's now a musician. Okay. And we have, uh, have, have this audio of him performing, what was that at? Uh, Riot Andrew? Fest? It's at a Riot music Fest. Festival it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a music festival, rock festival in Chicago recently. And somebody that knows him well probably needs to have a talk with him. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I was so about basically. To anyway. So for people you couldn't tell at the beginning is the, the band members are playing the music in the beginning, and they're saying, "Here he comes! He's the comeback kid." And at some point, no, the crowd's not making any noise, and they're like. Do you want him to come out? You got to start singing along. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he comes out and he gets ready to start singing. And then he just stops like, we got to start over. Because I think the, the tracking wasn't ready to join with the live <laughs> were, music. And the yeah, band they were is just so wrong, bad. They were playing on separate counts. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, and it, if you see the video, it's pretty cringe. And I, I do feel bad for him. And a friend needs to tell him this is not something he should be doing. No. Oh, that's awful. All right, so I have a quick uh, couple of fashion questions for the group. Okay. And see where we go with this. And then, uh, I don't know, you guys will probably judge me, but that's okay. 
I mean, I'm not talking about my T-shirt. I was going to say, you're going to ask me about that because no. yeah. I got no, thoughts. I have, uh, is your I question, a, is that work appropriate? The I answer have, is no. Uh, no. I have a flying no. flying Beavis uh, on my T-shirt. He's Cornhulio and he's chasing the teepee. I see. Isn't he swimming? He's not wearing he, pants. I think he's no. flying. Oh, yeah, but it's, he's it's censored. The, it's the Nevermind cover. He's underwater. You're right, right. He's, yeah. Oh, that's right. He's doing yeah. the, the Nirvana cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Anyway, no, it's not it's about that. It's your shirt, Kevin. Yeah, it's not about that. I don't look at it. I get sitting. I got to. Who looks at it? The rest of us. Is that new? Pleasure of looking at it. Is it a new shirt? I don't know. It's. I got he's, he's like it just appeared out of nowhere. What? Like sometime in the last year. Sometime in the last year, something like that. My brother gave it to me. Um, I don't remember what for though. Uh, but the question was more about sunglasses because I saw this just a little while ago on Twitter, and and it said, uh, "Guess what, guys." The wraparound sunglasses are back in style, and my thought was, I didn't know they weren't in style. Uh, aren't those the ones that make you look jerky? Yes. <laughs> okay. The ones and, with the guys, the angry guys on on social media. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what those are like. Oh, the, the Oakleys, the wraparound oh, yeah. sides uh, there. Huh. So apparently they're cool again because some famous people, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, they're, like they're wearing them, so it's cool again, I guess. Uh, the questions I have for you is not really about those because I, I I love them because they're super functional. They're super functional. They block out the sun and they don't fall off your head. If you I wore mean, them with that T-shirt, that would be quite the I combo. I did that on the work. I went to work yeah. today. What are you talking about? I mean, are you serious? He's in the Camaro. <laughs> I know. In yeah. a Camaro. Yeah. I'm just trying to. I am a cliche. Put up a mirror for I you. I am a cliche. <laughs> so okay. it's not about, I mean, the question's not about that because I cop to all of that. Uh, I am a cliche. The question I have is, are, do you guys use sunglasses as style or just to block the sun? Like, are you going to go buy new sunglasses because something new comes into style? Or are you just going to buy them when yours break or get lost? Because I'm in the second one. If my The only way I'm replacing them is if they break or get lost. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, these are in style now, so I'm going to change up and go get those. No, I tend to keep them for quite some time. And, of course, I got fished into something online, and they turned out to be great. Oh, Jamie Foxx has a line of inexpensive but cool-looking sunglasses. Nice. And I bought a pair of those years ago. Here's what I like. They kind of flex. Yeah. So they're not as, uh, you know, I don't know. Not as likely to break. break. And uh, I have them, and I love them. So I don't care if they go in or out of style, as long as I think they look okay. Okay, so at least in spirit, we're aligned. Yes, we are. Rach? I'm never wearing that shirt you have on. (laughs) I'll get you one for Christmas. (laughs) please do not. I don't buy, like, the trendiest sunglasses you can get because those go in and out of style so quickly. Yes, You just get the classic. Yeah, I try to get something classic, and I usually just buy the cheapest version of whatever I can find because I'm worried about losing them. Yeah. So when you say, like, how would you guys define classic sunglasses? Mm, uh, like, like the Ray Bans or something. A Ray Ban okay, or so an just aviator. a straight up Ray Ban. Okay, I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. I got you. Yeah, Not that Andrew. Uh, I have some Ray Bans that I really love. Yeah. That I that I bought a few years ago. But the best sunglasses I've ever owned, and I'm still chasing them down, are technically just safety glasses. They are the uh, they they're kind of they're kind of wraparounds. They're made of uh, a very soft plastic. Mm-hmm. My dad used to get them through his job. And they are, I, I think, maybe like two pennies two of, pennies. Of, of, of value. Two, two pennies? There may be two pennies worth of sunglasses. But man, these sunglasses, they are so comfortable. <laughs> they sit so well on your face. They completely block out all, like, yeah. you know, you, they are, oh, they are the best. Yeah, see, what are you supposed to wear them for? 
What like, kind of uh, work? Like eye protection. Ah, okay. Okay. So you're wearing. Okay. See, like, cause it, for for me <laughs> now, granted, part of this is coming up as a younger person playing sports all the time. You wanted them to not move around. Oh, that makes sense. And you didn't want the sunlight to get in the sides. Yeah. Okay. On the, or on the top, so they were really. And I got used to it, and I like them. And I'm. I would say that I'm probably. With the glasses that I buy, I don't buy. So they're the Oakley style ones are the ones I buy. I don't spend 250 bucks on Oakleys because I'm going to break them or I'm going to lose them. Especially if you're doing a, some sort of sport thing. Yeah. So I mean, I keep them in the, I usually buy like $75 sunglasses. All right. That's fair. Is that Enough quality to crazy? keep it alive. Ooh, yeah. I spend like 15 on them. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably tell my sunglasses are not that cute. Yeah. But do you guys see the way that Gen Z is uh, criticizing us for the way we wear sunglasses? Have you seen this? The way, no, the no. way we wear them? Yeah. So apparently you're not supposed to push your sunglasses all the way up on the bridge of your nose, you know, to cover your eyes to and protect your eyes. To keep the sun eyes. from getting well, yeah, According the, to whom? The function of the sunglasses. Gen Z is wearing them down more on the bridge of their nose to look cool. Uh-huh. Okay, but then it's not doing the job. Correct. Thank yes, you, Kevin. But that is the trend nowadays. Yeah. So I'm sure Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are wearing their Oakleys down on the bridge of their nose. Probably. I am now going to look because I... Of course they are. It's just such a good... Like, I, I, now, if you're wearing that... No, he's wearing them pretty normally. Oh. Hmm. In the picture cool. that I found. What a square. Yeah, That's what a right. nerd. <laughs> I can't tell. It looks like Kylie's wearing them lower. Yeah, of she would. But his look like they're kind of where they should be to keep sun from getting in your eyes. Because, you know, they're called sunglasses. He's a practical young man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I kind of like that guy. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. He's a good actor. I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't... There's only one thing I've seen him in where I was like, mm, not sure I buy it. What was that? Uh, the King... Oh. He's a little scrawny. He is. He, he wins mm. a bunch of battles wearing a big armor suit, and he looks like a 10-year-old wearing his dad's armor. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. And then he beats people, and I'm just like, come on, guys. He's like, <laughs> he's 108 pounds. Like, but he's good, though. Like, he, Yeah, he's a good actor. He pulled off the other part of that role of being like the the kid that didn't want to be king. He was the older son, didn't want to be king. Oh, oh I got He gotcha. was good. It's a good, actually a pretty good movie, but the, the fight scenes, you're like, Maybe not. Yeah. That was kind of the problem in Dune, too. At one point, he's bit, battling yeah. Josh Brolin, and they're like hand-to-hand yeah. combat. And I'm like, I just don't think it would go this <laughs> no, way. No, Josh Brolin's a pretty large guy. And Tim- <laughs> Timothy's a little uh, uh, frail. Yes. A little skinny. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Yeah. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.